Section 45 of Culinary Herbs, Their Cultivation, Harvesting, Curing, and Uses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Culinary Herbs, Their Cultivation, Harvesting, Curing, and Uses by Morris Grenville Keynes time time is fulgaris linnaeus a very diminutive perennial shrub of the natural order labiate native of dry stony places on mediterranean coasts but found occasionally naturalized as an escape from gardens in civilized countries both warm and cold from early days it has been popularly grown for culinary purposes the name is from the greek word thuo or sacrifice because of its use as incense to perfume the temples with the romans it was very popular both in cookery and as a beef forage like its relatives sage and marjoram it has practically disappeared from medicine though formerly it was very popular because of its reputed properties description the procumbent branch slender woody stems which seldom reach twelve inches bear oblong triangular tapering leaves from one quarter to one half inch long green above and gray beneath in the axils of the upper leaves are little pink or lilac flowers which form whorls and loose leafy spikes the seeds of which there are one hundred and seventy thousand to the ounce and twenty-four ounces to the quart retain their germinating power for three years cultivation time does best in a rather dry moderately fertile light soil well exposed to the sun cuttings layers and divisions may be made but the popular way to propagate is by seed because the seed is very small it should be sown very shallow or only pressed upon the surface and then sprinkled with finely sifted soil a small seed bed should be used in preference to sowing in the open ground first because better attention can be given such little beds second because the area where the plants are ultimately to be can be used for an early maturing crop in the seed bed made out of doors in early spring the drills may be made four to six inches apart and the seed sown at the rate of five or six to the inch a pound should produce enough plants for an acre in hand sowing direct in the field a fine dry sand is often thoroughly mixed with the seed to prevent too close planting the proportion chosen is sometimes as great as four times as much sand as seed whether sown direct in the field or transplanted the plants should finally not stand closer than eight inches ten is preferred when first set they may be half this distance in a small way one plant to the square foot is a good rate to follow the young plants may be set in the field during june or even as late as july preferably just before or just after a shower the alternate plants may be removed in late august or early september the alternate rows about three weeks later and the final crop in october time will winter well in home garden practice it may be treated like sage 
in the coldest climates it may be mulched with leaves or litter to prevent undue thawing and freezing and consequent heaving of the soil in the spring the plant should be dug divided and reset in a new situation when seed is desired the ripening tops must be cut frequently because the plants mature very unevenly but this method is often more wasteful than spreading cloths or sheets of paper beneath the plants and allowing the seed to drop in them as it ripens twice a day preferably about noon and in the late afternoon the plant should be gently jarred to make the ripe seeds fall into the sheets what falls should then be collected and spread in a warm airy room to dry thoroughly when this method is practiced the stems are cut finely that is when the bulk of the seed has been gathered they are dried threshed or rubbed and the trash removed by sifting during damp weather the seed will not separate readily from the plants of the common thyme there are two varieties narrow-leaved and broad-leaved the former which has small grey-green leaves is more aromatic and pleasing than the latter which however is much more popular mainly because of its size and not because of its superiority to the narrow-leaved kind it is also known as winter or german thyme the plant is taller and larger and has bigger leaves flowers and seeds than the narrow-leaved variety and is decidedly more bitter uses the green parts either fresh dried or in decoction are used very extensively for flavoring soups gravies stews sauces forcemeats sausages dressings etc for drying the tender leaves are gathered after the dew is off and exposed to warm air in the shade when crisp they are rubbed the trash removed and the powder placed in stoppered bottles or tins all parts of the plant are fragrant because of the volatile oil which is commercially distilled mainly in france about one per cent of the green parts is oil which after distillation is at first a reddish-brown fluid it loses its color on redistillation becomes slightly less fragrant both grades of oil are used commercially in perfumery in the oil are also crystals thymol which resemble camphor and because of their pleasant odor are used as a disinfectant where the strong smelling carbolic acid would be objectionable besides common thyme two other related species are cultivated to some extent for culinary purposes lemon thyme t citriodorus persoon like its common relative is a little undershrub with procumbent stems and with a particularly pleasing fragrance wild thyme or mother of thyme t serpylum linnaeus is a less grown perennial with violet or pink flowers it is occasionally seen in country home gardens and is also used somewhat for seasoning end of section forty five end of culinary herbs their cultivation harvesting curing and uses by morris grenville keynes